Hi guys, this is Mag, and this is You Don't Want to Know, the podcast. I have a fun little surprise for you guys. I have a guest on the pod today. Hi, my name's B. I'm from the Arbitrary Advice podcast, another Titan Media Collective podcast. It's kind of all about really anything and everything from popular trends to what's going on in my life and everything in between. Wow, that sounds awesome. That's basically what this podcast is about, but I pretend like it's a true crime podcast, so people have to listen to stuff about me, so secret secrets, right? Right, like to talk about myself, so. <laughs> yeah, and you also do those really fun food things, right? Like where you try new foods. Yeah. I actually, I actually just ordered that... Um, whatever oreo the most oreo whatever what was that called the most oreo oreo yeah yes i, I think it comes in tomorrow and i'm so pumped for it like, you gotta let me know so good oh yeah, yeah i will i will definitely do that yeah so um i asked you already you don't have any spooky stories which like is probably a blessing in disguise <laughs> yeah but another thing I do is ask about movies or TV shows because not only is it for the listener, but it's also for me because I love movies and TV shows. Yeah. Um, I like it's it's kind of a wide variety. I don't have like a genre of show that I like, but mm-hmm. I like, like the Gilmore Girls, New Girl, Ooh, Friends, girl. Mm-hmm. classic. Um, the, good the Big stuff. Bang Theory, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I have okay. tons of shows that I like. <laughs> okay, then the real question, what everyone's dying to know, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the whatever, um, the Gilmore Girl like update or whatever, that like three-part sh- series? Okay, I'm glad you're responding that way. It, it I watched, made me so mad. <laughs> it was horrible. I yeah. watched New Girl, for, or New Girl, um, Gilmore Girls, wow, sorry, I lost my train of thought, for the first time, like, this year, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, they're already coming out with, like, new episodes, this is crazy, and I watched it, I'm like, man, everyone sucks now, Yeah. like, Rory, are you kidding me, what is her problem, why is she so mean, I don't uh, know, and they were, like, yeah. all being so light about um, her cheating on her boyfriend with a guy who's engaged and just oh that's what i'm saying oh gosh spoiler alert <laughs> Whoops, yeah for real. real but like oh my gosh it was terrible <laughs> it was so 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 bad but you know what i don't i'm just gonna pretend like it didn't happen because new girl or new girl gilmore girls was really good i did enjoy it i just yeah it was a fun fantasy but i feel like no one can be raised like that and end up good because like my philosophy is you're your mom first and then later on in life you're a friend and me with all of my kids that I have I have none um, (laughs) that's my (laughs) advice is mom first but whatever yeah it it worked out for Laurel eyes that's all that matters I guess but new girl oh my gosh yeah so underrated I feel like no one ever talks about that for real (laughs) I always say like it's so funny because I'm not a to- like I'm a tomboy for sure but I'm also like a lot like Jess where I'm like singing all the time <laughs> and yeah uh, she always goes um uh definitely nerd and I say that all the time now <laughs> wait really yeah oh my That's gosh all the time. It's definitely nerd <laughs> but on the other hand uh, I don't know did you watch How I Met Your Mother I have some I haven't watched it recently but I used to watch it all the time 
it's really good. Um, I also compare myself to Robin because like she's like the um, tomboy type too. So I'm like yeah. somewhere in the middle of that. I like to think at least. Who knows? I could be totally off. So the movie that I watched this week, I actually watched it yesterday. It was called um, Last Seen Alive. It was on Netflix and it was a glorious moment. I normally go through Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, um, HBO Max, Disney mm-hmm. Plus, all those things. And I still don't find anything. So I'll just yeah. like revert back to whatever. First shot Netflix it was like the third row that I went through. I was like, Gerard mm-hmm. Butler, you know, like I like him. Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was crazy. So it's about uh, Gerard. He's got a wife and they're going through some hard times. So they need like a little break, whatever. And he stops at a gas station to get gas. She goes inside and he does not see her come out. She's just gone. So it's about him finding her. Yeah, it's insane. It was so good. The music was like very different. And it was always super intense. I was like, this is the last show I'm watching before bed. I'm not sleeping. Like, I need to, like, yeah. Spongebob or something to calm down after this. I do that. I'll put on, like, Disney or something. Like, you have to. You really have to. Yeah. Because it's just, like, hearts racing the whole time. Like, is he going to get hurt? What's going to happen? Is yeah. it going to be a bomb? The whole time. And it just, you can't come down. You got to, like, go for a walk or something. Yeah. <laughs> so intense. Another thing, so I talk about movies way too much, I know, but whatever. Um, Creed 3 is coming out this week. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. I'm a little worried because I feel like there could only be so many boxing movies, but this one looks good. This one looks really good. And then this month, so many other things are coming out. I think um, The Boogeyman is coming out. That's a Stephen King movie. It looks spooky. Hmm. And... um, Evil Dead Rises. And that one looks like it's going to scare the bejesus out of me. And I'm sounds, ready for it. Sounds intense. <laughs> watch the trailer after this and tell me okay. you're not scared. Because okay. then I'll be looking at a liar because it looks so scary. Okay. Like I watched I watched it in theater or I watched the trailer in theaters and I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that, which means I really have to watch it. But no yeah. one wants to see it with me because they're all so scared. So yeah. it's just, I'm so excited about it. I'll watch the trailer. Good, good. Give me some feedback because I want to know how you feel about it. But I think there's other movies. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I'll let you know. I'm sure I'll let everyone know at some point. I'll see them all for sure. I spend so much money at the movies. But that is the end of my rant for movies. Unless you have more, you have more movie knowledge to share. I watched a movie last night that I cannot Ooh. remember the name of, but it had it Jonah about? Hill. It had Jonah Hill in it. And Chris and Rock. Like, no, Eddie Murphy. Oh, Jonah Eddie Murphy. Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like where he what um Jonah Hill wants to marry, um, or Eddie Murphy's daughter. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I it was good though. It was good, really. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I Did didn't watch it? it. I was oh. not interested because Jonah like. I, w- I like comedies, and I feel like Jonah Hill is stepping away from that. So when I see yeah. him, I'm like, oh, you're not funny anymore. Oh. <laughs> I would say there were funny moments in it, for sure. But oh, it was of kind of a more serious, yeah, sort know. of political undertone, too. Mm. So, which yeah. I'm not big on, but I still liked it. Yeah, I like to pretend like I have a blindfold on. 
and that everything's fine in the world. Yeah, just I kidding. That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not true. But I just, I don't like, I feel like stuff like that, like it's shoving it down your throat. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I don't really touch on politics or like religion with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I will. I will. I'm not going to do it on a podcast for sure because mm-hmm. I don't want like anyone to feel like they're being attacked. But in person, yeah. I will. I'm not going to be like, mm, you're wrong. I'm going to be like, this is my opinion. What's yours? That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't it cool that we can have our own opinions? Yeah. No? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, I think it's it's so important to like voice what you have and how you're feeling. But mm-hmm. it's it sucks when people are like, you're wrong. That's not true. Eh. Yeah. But, you know, hey. That's just how it is sometimes. So you just got to be careful with it. But yeah, um, maybe I will give it a, a watch because I've been looking. I I feel like I've done a lot of like scary and intense or comedy movies and I haven't like had a serious mm-hmm. one in a long time. So maybe I'll give it a shot once once we figure out what the name is. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I just watched it yesterday too. Well, okay, let me know if you figure it out in the middle of the podcast. You'll just be like, stop, stop, stop. This is the name. This is the name. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. Cool, cool. Okay, so today's case, are you ready? I'm ready. We're about to get uncomfortable. Okay. It is on Bernard Eugene Giles. Ever heard of him? No. No. So he is a very prolific serial killer, not in the sense of quantity, but time. And it was very surprising because I hadn't heard of him either. So he just, it was gruesome and it was quick, but it was like one after the other. It was intense. So he actually goes by Gene, not his first. So Eugene, Gene. So that's probably what I'll refer to him as a lot. So he was born April 9th of 1953. And he grew up in Titusville, Florida, which I'm going to be going into Florida in a couple weeks. So very excited about that. Not excited about this case, though. <laughs> he had two brothers and one sister. The um, brother and sister were really, really close. And then the other brother was a little bit farther down the line. So it was like one brother a year later, another brother a year later, the sister. And then five years later, the other brother. And I think the other brother just wanted to stay out of it which you find a lot in like cases like this one person will like be all in like I'll tell you everything so you can know his story and like be weary of it and then the other person will be like just blur my face I don't want to be a part of this yeah so it was Ron Patty um then Jean Jean's the oldest so it went uh Jean or Bernard Eugene Jean Ronald and Patty Oh my gosh, is it Patty? Okay, I hope. Yeah, it's Patty. Okay, I was like, is it Pamela? (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I do that so much. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry, world. So he dropped out of school at like 16 and he became an electrician, which like, that's kind of like what they did at that time, you know, not a big deal. Plus being an electrician is a great job. Great, great job. At least it is nowadays, I don't know. Yeah, it pays well. Oh yeah. So at age 18, he married a lady named Leslie. I could not find her last name, and I have a feeling that's on purpose, Probably. which I don't blame her. And they lived in a trailer park, and they eventually had a little baby girl when he was about 20. He had no criminal record at all at this point, and he was just kind of living his life. No big deal. Until December 11th. 
which is always how it goes. There's always like a butt in the story. Well, yeah. here's the butt, and it's a big butt. Um, <laughs> December 11th, 1973, he was arrested and confessed to killing one girl and then pleaded guilty to killing four others and also sexually assaulting them. So no criminal history. And then he's like, let me tell you something. Better sit down, buckle up, because it's about to get uncomfortable. So he just confessed all of this? So he was arrested. He was like a suspect first or a person of interest. And he sat down with police and he's like, let me spill my guts to you. Cards on the table. Which like, kind of a good thing, I guess. I don't know. So Ron, his brother, was having a super, super, super hard time making sense of this. Which makes sense because imagine someone you're so close with you knew your entire life admits to this it doesn't sit well like that's just honestly i've pictured that like being torture like that's almost a crime in itself having to deal with that you know horrible there's also like the victims um loved ones that's another horrible thing i'm not trying to take away from that but it's i mean he's a victim too you know so it's horrible so Gene actually went to jail. Or excuse me, Gene. Of course, Gene is in jail. Ron actually went to jail and talked to Gene. And he was like, I, I don't understand this. Why? Why did you do this? And Gene compared himself to a vampire, saying he cannot stop. He said that his cravings, his sexual cravings, his sexual violent cravings started at age of, age of six which always pisses me off because that just means he's trying to get attention because no six-year-old is thinking about that stuff. It's like physically impossible. You don't have those hormones, that testosterone to fuel that sexual Yeah, but I almost wonder, was he like molested as a child or something? Well, they say that, or he says that his childhood was fine. And they said that a couple of times, that he had a fine childhood. Who knows? Maybe someone's lying. Maybe someone's protecting someone. At this point, his brother and sister are talking about this. And I feel like they would have said something at this point. Because they're older. Because this was in the... He was born in 53. So, they don't say anything. Well, who knows? I mean, no one really knows for sure except him. And he could be lying. I don't know. So, Ron looked back at his life after he had this visit with his brother. And started to see things in a little bit different light. He started to kind of look at things differently and realize okay maybe this wasn't so shocking maybe i was Mm. just like pushing these things aside so i'm gonna talk about a couple things from their childhood that could be considered a red flag by could i mean definitely (laughs) i mean (laughs) plastered red all in your face so when gene was younger his mother would like realize the kids did something whether it was like I don't know. There was like a incident where there was like drinking water and he put like berries in them and she thought they were poisonous berries. So she gathered her kids and she was like, who did this? Somebody needs to tell me. And she was like, okay, everyone's going to get spanked until somebody confesses up. So she started with the daughter and then she went to Ron, the younger son. And then mm-hmm. he goes, or she goes to Jean and she spanks Jean and he's like, I did it. Fine. I did it. So he watched his brother and sister get spanked, even though he knew it was him. He was the issue. And, like, you're a kid, so you don't really know. Like, he was probably seven or eight. Like, he was really young. So I get it. But when you go back 
with a fine tooth comb, you're gonna be like, oh, murderer, that's the one. He's that was it. That was the defining moment. <laughs> like, it's like that. I'm sure so many kids have done that, yeah. and they're all fine, you know. But it's just like, you know, <laughs> it looks bad. So you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, that was a moment. There we go. Jima uh, was the older brother to. Oh wait, I'm just repeating that. It's just kidding. Um, it went. Oh, I keep repeating everything. Okay. So he came up with another game. He came up with a game and it was called the pillow game. And it was where his siblings would like hide under a pillow and he would like hit them with a stick. And oh my gosh. I know, right? But they were like covered in pillows so it seemed fine. But I guess he would like look for the thinner layers. He would like see p- skin peeking out and he would hit that part. So it was just Ouch. inflicting pain, you know? And yeah. it was like a stick and a belt and they would quickly pull their arms away and then it would be just a pillow or whatever. But every time he found skin, he would hit that skin. So it was very hard to notice, especially as a kid. You're like, oh, you hit me. Like, be careful, whatever. Like, ah, Mm -hmm. we're having fun. Don't tell mom, whatever. But it was just another thing. It's like, was that gratification? Were you enjoying that? But he, he was coming up with games like that a lot. Another game, and this one is super super messed up uh was called witch hunt or kill the witch excuse me and this one's pretty bad so he would chase the quote-unquote witch around the yard until he caught her mm-hmm. then he would bring the witch into the closet and can you guess no i don't know if i want to <laughs> <laughs> he would choke them until they passed out as a kid yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. bad yeah, and he would later say that the first time he did it, he would feel excited. And that was, like, the first step. That is crazy. <laughs> I know. I don't know how old he was when this was happening, but, like, it was young. It wasn't, like, teenagers. Because like, that's yeah. even weirder. That's re- And I also feel like yeah. the teenagers would be like, okay, don't try don't don't choke, don't choke me. So it was like yeah. a little kid who was like, oh, that was weird. I'm going to go run and play with the other kids, you know? Yeah. So really weird. He also said that he knew that there was a monster side to him. And, like, he really didn't care, you know? Mm. I kind of take him as, like, um, antisocial with, like, very little emotions. And yeah. that, like, the emotions come out when he wants them to, really, honestly. Like, he... I found an interview with him and he like got emotional, not even like emotional, but he showed some kind of emotion talking yeah. about like his daughter and the, the feeling of killing someone. So it's kind of weird, but he, mm. but death and like things of that nature just fascinated him. So like, hence the weird games and it's like, you know, but like that happens, like autopsies are interesting to me. Like, I think the human body is really interesting. Yeah. I don't want to take someone's life away, though, because that's no. too far. That's a little much. But you look yeah. at Jeffrey Palmer, how he would take those road kills and stuff. So yeah. it's just like, where's the line, you know? And people are trying to figure that out now, where that line is. So one time he was walking with his little brother, Ron, and they came across a hurt animal. So I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer. It was barely alive. Like, you could see its chest moving a little bit, but it was, like, roadkill. Like, it was going to die really soon. So, Gene grabs it by its legs and, like, throws it over his shoulder and then whacks it on the ground and does that, like, a couple times and then kills it. 
And like his brother was just like, what just happened? What did I just witness? That did not seem okay. And he was just stunned. And so much to the point he just never told anyone, you know? Also, I want to apologize. I have like a stuffy nose and I don't think I sound bad. And then I re-listen to it. I'm like, oh yeah, I sound a little bad. (laughs) I don't, I don't think it sounds bad. Okay, cool. Well, maybe maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. Okay. But yeah, so Roadkill, not great. Killed it himself. The brother was just like completely shocked. And these moments are just like flooding back to him of these weird things that he was doing. And it just gets worse. So when he was in high school, he would buy people's souls. Huh? Yeah, I'm letting that sink in. He would... He would not the souls of their shoes, like their souls. No, 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 it was the souls of their shoes. It's just weird, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, he would talk to people, and he'd be like, "Do you believe that you have a soul?" And kids would be like, "No, I don't really know what that means. Like, that's weird." And he'd be like, "Okay, well, if you don't believe in it, sign this contract and take some money and let me buy your soul because you don't think it's real. So this is just all a joke." So that's what he would do. He would like collect them. And the only reason why Ron knew this is because one day a guy was like, tell your brother, give me my, give me my soul back. And he like gave him the money. And he's like, okay, this is really weird. And he confronted, he confronted um, Gene, Ron did. And he was like, hey, yeah. this guy wants his soul back, I guess. Like, this is the weirdest thing ever. But it's so dark at the same time, you know, yeah. like just so 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 dark but gene said he's like no i'm not taking it. give it back i'm keeping it like give him his money back and he goes quote when i go to hell i'm climbing up them and escaping the heat that is for that's his reason wow. for buying the souls that's insane dark. that's dark dude that's yeah. really really dark so yeah, like that was like a whole nother level. Like I could see yeah. you trying to like scam people for money, but then like once you take it to that demonic level, like well the thing is he was giving people money. He wasn't trying to like, oh scam. yeah, he was right. making them was sign fine. contracts. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like who oh, comes that's... up with that? Like I've heard of that's weird things point. like join my coven, like a little girl thinking she's a witch or whatever, but this is mm-hmm. like this is in high school too. No, he you know? said he was gonna climb them out of hell. That's just so yeah. scary. How many? I wonder how many he got though, honestly. And if he like thinks about that today, he's like, he's in jail. I wonder if he ever mm-hmm. thinks like, you know, I'm in jail, but when I die, I'm gonna be cool as a cucumber because I have so many souls. I'm just gonna climb right up. Like, yeah. What is he thinking? I wonder. Like, I, I'm actually genuinely curious to know if he like still thinks about that. Like. If he still has the contracts like hidden away somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. So another thing, another weird thing about him, he was a really good artist and he had art like all over his wall. But one day Ron was just kind of looking through his room. I don't know exactly what he was doing, but he ran across this really, really, really messed up drawing. It was of, and this is pretty rough guys. Like, so buckle up. It was a drawing which I feel like makes it so much worse, like sketching this out yeah. of a woman being held underwater while being sexually assaulted. But that's not the worst part. Well, it might be the worst part, but this is still pretty bad. He 
made this so detailed. Like, everything was super detailed about it, but her mm-hmm. face was gone. She did not have a face. So that's just, like, taking away the human part of a woman, you know? Yeah. Like, like, a, like a mannequin, honestly. Mannequins don't have faces. So he was yeah. dehumanizing her, essentially, for his own, like, gratification. So pretty not okay, dude. <sighs> But once again, and you cannot blame him for this, but Ron didn't say anything. He was just completely stunned again. And honestly, he might have been scared. Because who would be scared after seeing that? Like, that came from a guy's imagination. It's not like it was a magazine picture that he ripped out, you know? Yeah. He Like, Like, he came up with that and, like, drew it. Yeah. And that also, in my mind, makes me think, like, this is something that didn't just, like, Come in and jump out right away. He's thought about this enough to be able to draw a picture. And I feel like that picture probably took a long time to draw. So it was in there for a long time. So that just freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, that would freak me out too. Yeah. Especially being the brother. like. Yeah, like I I maybe share a room with him. I share a house with him. Who knows what he's capable of, you know? But once again... These events could have been pretty far apart. So maybe he just didn't think about it. Like all those things were like in the back of his mind at this point. He's not thinking like, oh, the dead animal and then him letting mom hurt me and then the souls and now this. No, it's like all that stuff is in the past. Like now it's just this one event. So who knows? Who knows what he could have been thinking about? But all that aside, one day. Ron asked his brother to drive him to the movies because, like, who wouldn't want to go to the movies, honestly? (laughs) They ended up picking up a hitchhiker, excuse me, because that's just kind of, like, what you did. And he, it was kind of obvious that, like, Jean kind of thought she was cute. I guess Jean, I don't really see it because I just don't. (laughs) But they said that Jean was attractive. So Mm. the girls were kind of, like, all over him. But he was, like, having a conversation, just being whatever. He, like, asked the girl if she's in town long enough. Like, maybe we can hang out. And, like, I don't know how she was reacting. But eventually they dropped her off where she wanted to go. And Mm -hmm. they got to the movie theater. And Gene dropped her off. And Gene went in the movie theater and found that he didn't like any of the movies that were coming out. Which Mm -hmm. blows my mind to think that that's how it used to work. Like, you would go to the movie theater and look at the movies playing and be like, nah, nah, none of these are tickling my fancy. You can't just yeah. like call ahead or something. But that's beside the point. It was just a little random thought I had. Yeah. So Gene realizes that like right away and he runs out and he's like, if I run fast enough, I can catch Gene and he can take me home so I don't have to waste my time. And he just sees Gene having a really hard time with the car. It won't turn over. And you could tell that like he's pretty, pretty peeved. So mm-hmm. um, Ron's like, hey, Gene, like trying to be kind of careful about it. Like, hey, Gene, sorry, there, can you take me home? No movies are like cool, I guess. Yeah. And Ron's like, fine, just get it. Like, get in the car. Like, don't talk to me. And he's just stewing, you know, and they're not talking. Mm-hmm. They're not fighting. They're, you could just feel the tension, you know? So yeah. they don't really talk. Well, later, Ron or Gene admits to wanting to take her and kill her essentially but of course because he could get the car to turn over and then his brother came back that didn't happen thank god 
So yeah. Ron is just so thankful for that day that like he knows it's not because of him, but he's just glad that there weren't any good movies out essentially. Because yeah. that girl, like that girl is alive because there were no good movies out, which I never thought would be a good thing in that, like ever. But yeah. Saved a girl's life. Makes you wonder like how far away were you from being murder yeah honestly like how many times a day you know that happens which i hope Mm -hmm. is zero whopping zero right carry pepper spray and always lock the door as soon as you get in the car i don't care how paranoid you seem that's what i do i literally walk out of my car or walk out of the house the car i'll be like looking around like someone's about to run up on me so like open the door and as quickly as i can i'll push down on the lock and close it right away and i'll like look around I actually can tell you a story about my roommate later. Oh, boy. Um, well, I mean, now's probably a good time. Go ahead. Oh, well, she worked, like, at this calling center in college. And it was, like, pretty late. And she had, like, a really old, I think it was, like, a Honda Accord. It might have been a Civic. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not important. But it was old. So, like, when you would hit the... This is important. Right. <laughs> tell me the car. <laughs> I can't visualize <laughs> when you would hit the lock button, only some of them would lock, or like oh, some of oh them would God. unlock. Like it was like weird. It was like broken. Mm. And she had two people come up while she was parked in her car on the phone with her oh. boyfriend, try to open the doors at the same time. And she hit the lock button, but like, you know, Dude. so she just put it in reverse and like pulled out. And they like followed her a little bit. Oh. She had to like drive around and then come home. That's yeah. that's some good freaking instinct, dude. Because most like you got fight, flight, or freeze, and she's got flight yeah. down. Like just run, put it in like, reverse, go. and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is my biggest fear. Honestly, Thanks. like luckily my car is low enough to the ground that no one will fit under it. But Same. like I'm, I'm scared about that. I'm scared about like someone just randomly like running up on me and pushing me into the car and then like driving away with me. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's I always. Fun check around like mm-hmm. my passenger side so I'm like if I hit unlock are they gonna open the door and jump in like I don't know well I don't know if all cars do this but if I click my unlock button once only the driver's side unlocks so I don't know if that's like a thing for everyone I love it because I'm like jokes on you like I'm locking yeah. the door right away you can knock it in yeah it's just so scary like one uh, this other time I door dash sometimes mm-hmm. the thing was like last week I was door dashing and it wasn't like a scary part of the neighborhood or anything, but yeah. I just got this really bad feeling. I literally ran to my car. It was like a block away, but I yeah. ran. I was like, I don't know if like it's a spiritual thing. Like I feel like something's following me or yeah. if like, I, or if like God's telling me like, run, run, run. But I ran, yeah. <laughs> I ran fast to my car. Sometimes like, you just get that like yeah, feeling and you're like, I sense danger. <laughs> like, yeah. well, danger, Will Rob- Robinson. So yeah, um, definitely trust your instincts on those ones because, like, yeah. yeah, like even if you look stupid, at least you look stupid in your life. You know, right? I'd rather, I'd rather be stupid alive. <laughs> Same. And I, and I am stupid alive, so it's fi- it's fine. I'm, I, I don't have an issue. You have an issue, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least what I tell myself. Whatever. Yeah. So now we're getting to. The not so fun part. So he struck his first victim September of 1973. Now it really sucks because I try to get as much information on the victims as possible because 
I just want to give some point of their life out, you know, just mm-hmm. not forgotten. But unfortunately, I really couldn't find too much. But her name was Nancy Gary, and he kidnapped, raped, and shot her in the head. She disappeared on September 26th of 1973. They found her body fully clothed in like a really big thicket on December 10th of 73. So most of the bodies were found after he was caught. But the really mm-hmm. creepy thing is that he put them all like in the same spot. And I'll explain more about that later. Mm-hmm. But that was his first victim. And he says later that, like, he doesn't really remember them that well. So, like, it's just so messed up. But, so, they... he hmm? he blacked out or something? No, he... So, he remembers killing, but he doesn't remember, like, them very well. Like, he... It's, like, the picture, the drawing. So, he... Mm -hmm. They're not humanized. They're, like, basically already dead to him. Like, they're just... Yeah. They're not human. So, he doesn't need to remember their personalities, their hair color, what their name is what they sound like, their eye color, all those things that make us, you know. But one day, randomly, so this happened, and one day randomly while they were growing up, Ron and Gene, Gene had called his brother and asked to come over. And Gene was like, or Ron was like, oh yeah, sure, come on over. Mm -hmm. And Gene brought this leather bag, and, or excuse me, this bag full of leather strips. And he's like, could you, would you mind like holding this for me? Immediate answer is no. Always say no. Yeah. You have a car. You have hands. You have a a house somewhere you live under a bed. So many options. You keep your stuff. I will keep my stuff. Always the answer. But Ron didn't think about it. He's like, okay, I guess. Like, Why can't you keep it at your house? And he's like, well, I'm going through stuff and I don't want to throw it away. And I don't want it to get lost in the mix. So I'll come back for it later. But I just don't want to hold it at my house and it get tossed. Makes yeah. perfect sense, right? Just say no. Even if you sound like a jerk, just say no. I have too yeah. I have too many leather strips. It's gonna get confused. Just make up anything. <laughs> but he did it and he never felt weird about it because like it's his brother, you know? Yeah. So the spree went on for roughly twelve weeks and he killed five girls. He thinks that there were two to three other girls in this mix, but he can't remember the specific number the only reason why he let them go was because they spoke to him and they humanized themselves to him so i've heard of using that as a tactic yes yeah if you're like kidnapped or something Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe it's from him but it's just because like they have like this sick like he said he was a vampire and he just had to do it or some crap like that and yeah he just didn't want to think about the people when in reality like you just doing it because you want to do it like don't even try and justify yourself but just talking and humanizing themselves let he let them go and like it's crazy to think like that's the line like oh you're a person like yeah i'm a person obviously like Like, it's just so stupid but the next person was paula darlene hemrick she was 22 she disappeared on november 17th of 73 her nude body was found strangled bound, and bound eight days later. So she was the first body found. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go through everyone. Everyone else was found after he was caught and confessed. Mm-hmm. So then there was Car- uh, Carolyn Jan B- Bennett. 
I said Bennett. Bennett, she was 17. She disappeared on November 17th of 73. And these are all going to be of 73 because this was in 12 weeks. Her skeleton was found on Christmas Day and she had been shot in the head. Mm. Yeah, this is, it's, this is tough. Sharon yeah. Mary Wilmer, she was 14. Young. Yeah. She disappeared on November 5th of 73, and she was found strangled wearing only her St. Christopher's necklace. Her shirt and sweater were found near her remains. So that's just messed up. Like, that's just disgusting that he could do that, you know? Yeah. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I really don't believe him when he says, like, oh, they humanized themselves, so that's why they let why I let them go. I think that's yeah. just what he's saying. Because I think he's just a prick. I really do, from what I've learned about this guy, I think that he wants to be, like, famous. So he says all these things because he thinks it's going to pull people in. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. The next one is Krista Jean Melton. She was also 14. She was reported missing November 14th. Her full, fully clothed body was found shot in the head on January 31st of 74. So they found her body the next month, which is going into a new year. Yeah. Then the last, or, oh, just kidding. So those were the five women that he had taken the lives of. Nancy was 18. Paula Hemrick was 22, and she was a waitress. I'm just going over the ages one more time. Mm -hmm. Shannon uh, Wilmer was 14. Carol Bennett was 17. And Christy Melton was 14. So they're all from 14 to 22, just really young horribly young horribly yeah. horribly young was there any kind of like pattern with them like were they all like he didn't know them um yeah i mean he didn't and, know like, them i don't think like i don't know how big the town was but they were all like women that were young yeah because i know like wasn't it ted bundy that kind of had like a type that he oh, went yeah. for was this kind of like that or was it no, I don't think he had a specific type. Ted Bundy, like, I'm his type. I'm Ted Bundy's type. I have brown hair, yeah. like, white. Yeah. So Ted Bundy had a very specific type. But no, yeah. I don't, he did not have a specific type. I mean, I think all of them had dark hair. But I really mm-hmm. think he was just trying to kill as many people as just he could. Mm-hmm. And the way it was described, and this was really interesting, it was like a kid doing something that they shouldn't do. They were trying mm-hmm. to do it as much as they could before they got caught because they knew it wasn't like something they could do. So he was just yeah. trying to kill as much as he could. So, but he didn't kill any men. No, only only women. And that's really common. It's very very rare to find um, someone who kills. I think like, this sounds wrong now that I'm saying it out loud. I think this is right. I will backtrack and find mm-hmm. out if this is true. But I feel like it's. A lot of the times it's like the sex you're attracted to is what you kill, you know, unless it's like a specific murder. Like if you're killing a coworker because you hate them, then it doesn't matter. But this is like a mentally disturbed person that versus like an anger kill, I guess, which no justification for either one. No, but but psychologically, I think that kind of makes sense, I guess, as much as murder could possibly possibly make sense. Which murder does not make sense if anyone thinks that I'm being serious. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. If so, you think that makes sense, then you need help. Go away. Stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, in the middle of the night, Gene calls Ron in the middle of the night. And he's like, hey, my car is stuck in the mud and Ron feels obligated to go. So he helps his brother. And once he gets there, the mood's like super uncomfortable. Like Gene Mm -hmm. seems almost paranoid. He's looking over his shoulder. He's like not. They're normally very light and very jokey and just fun. But they didn't talk this whole time, which is like super unusual he seemed nervous really yeah and ron was just like okay like this is weird he was really close to his house so he was like i don't understand why you're acting this way but whatever maybe he's just having a bad night yeah later on ron found out that that was a crime scene and there was a body a short distance away so he kind of felt guilt about that which obviously he should not because yeah because he how would you know that oh yeah. yeah and how would you know that you know like it there's Nothing he could have done unless you would have known and you could have called the police. That's it. Not only that, so he felt like a thrill from that. Like it, he was nervous at first, but once the whole thing was at, over, he kind of like got off on that, which is disgusting. Like, like an being, adrenaline rush type of thing. Like, I wish, I wish, I think it was more of a sexual thing, honestly. But like, oh. you know, maybe it was kind of adre- adrenaline, but it's like he almost got caught and he got off the thrill on that you know so after that incident he asked his sister to hang out and he was like let's go for a walk it's such a nice day out they walked through these orange groves Mm kind of close to where he lives and that's where he was putting the bodies in the orange groves so he was walking his sister there he was so it, it was off the path obviously but he was yeah. walking his sister on the path of these orange groves where the bodies were being kept and hid. See, that's even, like, kind of full circle because he started with, like, torturing his siblings and then... Yeah, I guess that's true. And they're, like, unknowingly, like, later on, they'll understand this and feel that. So it's like he's doing yeah. it away from them, you know. That's a really good point. Wow. So Paula's body was the first one to be found and then... Shannon, or excuse me, Sharon, Nancy, Carolyn, and Christy. There we go. So it was just like one after the other because they were super close to each other. Like he would, like he, I told you, he was just like trying to kill as much as he could in that span of time before he got caught because it wasn't sustainable. So going back December 11th, 1973, Gene was arrested. He had a 20, uh, point 22 or 22 caliber pistol. I don't know anything about guns. Uh, on him, and that was the gun that was used to kill Nancy. Uh, da, da, da. So his wife obviously found out because he has a wife and a five-month-old baby. In case oh, you yeah. forgot, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So his wife runs over to Ron's house to get some answers because he doesn't have a record. He's completely yeah. clean. She brought this bag with her, and if you know anything about like true crime, you'll realize it's a kill kit. But she brought this bag and there was like a hoodie in it, electrical tape or electrical ties, excuse me, like zip ties, duct mm-hmm. tape. And all of a sudden, Ron just goes cold. And he's like, the bag of leather strips in my house. Yeah. That's probably something that he used to bind someone with. And he was hiding it at his, at his house. So instantly yeah. he's like, oh my gosh, like this all makes sense because they, it was found that he was or like it was the word was out that he was being arrested for the murders so they knew like something's going on 
so eventually the cops came to Ron's house. He was like, take the bag away. I don't even want to touch it. I don't want to look at it. So Ron yeah. was not like considered a accomplice in any way. But kind of lucky, but, honestly. Cause... I mean, yeah, yeah. But um, he did confess right away. Ron or Gene did confess right away and he didn't implicate his brother. So maybe that's wow. why they just trusted him, I guess. The freaking murderer. I don't know. Trust a serial killer. Yeah. Like that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. But the reason he was caught was because he tried to kill two hitchhikers, which also goes on top of how um, he was just trying to get as much in as possible because eventually mm-hmm. he was getting caught. So, they are very lucky, though, because they were fighting him, obviously, because why wouldn't you? Yeah. And he tries to shoot them. The gun misfired, and they ran away. They got to the cops. They gave him, gave the cops his name, his car, what he was wearing, and what he looked like. So, like, every single thing he needed. They were like, boom, 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 boom. Get this guy. I'm going to yeah. wait for you. <laughs> How did they know his name? I guess maybe they didn't. He probably say, was but... like, "Hey, my name's Gene. Come get in the car. I'm not a bad guy." Like, I don't know how hitchhiking went. I don't plan yeah. on finding him either. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like exchange names, and you're like, "Let's go. This is kosher." I don't know. But Gene started talking as soon as he was arrested, like right away, and he confessed mm-hmm. to like the first. Um, well, he confessed to killing right away, which mm-hmm. is just words. That's circumstantial evidence. Not much yeah. behind it. But he had that gun, which matched the head, uh, the, the gunshot wounds on the two victims. Yeah. So they arrested him on that. Nancy's murder was the one that he was convicted of first. And that's how they got him to stay in jail. Mm-hmm. And after the police had like done an official interview, he flip-flopped. And he was like, I'm just crazy, actually. I didn't do this of my own volition. I don't understand anything. So you tried to play like insanity? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Super fun. Super fun. I love it when people do that. And he even got a psych evaluation. But before the trial started in the sentence or the hearing, I think it's called, he pled guilty. So he just can't make up his mind. So on February 17th, 1977, he was convicted of five counts of murder in the first degree he got six life sentences plus 15 years for aggravated assault. He did avoid the pe- uh, wow. He did avoid the death penalty and I think that's why he pled guilty because pleading guilty it lets you avoid that versus playing insanity I think puts that on the line. If you plead not guilty. I didn't know that. Sometimes, yeah. I don't know if this was the case specifically, but um if you plead insanity uh, plead not guilty because of insanity and you're found sane and guilty, I think yeah. you can get guilty. And Florida, wow. I'm pretty sure, is like, or was notorious for it, so yeah, he was like, maybe I shouldn't do that, which probably good because you were a guilty man. So well, I feel like it's a worse sentence to, like, rot in jail than it is Oh, completely, jail, yeah. So. And I'm, honestly, like, this is very controversial, very controversial topic, but I'm mm-hmm. not for the death penalty. I really don't think that anyone has a right to take anyone else's life. And I feel like that's a very controversial thing. And you, everyone has their own right to their own opinion. And I'm, you are yeah. right for your own reasons, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just me. And I could change. I could change my mind. And I'll... Let you tell me how you feel at any point, and maybe that'll change my mind. Who knows? But that's just yeah. how I feel. 
whatever. I'm just covering all my bases right now. Like, don't yeah, yeah. me. Luckily, only yeah, three people listen to this, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully, they're cool with me. Um, so, in 1973, he escaped. So, Gene escaped from jail with a couple of inmates in from the Florida prison. He was caught, caught a whopping 26 hours later and got an extra 15 years because of that. So, I mean, at that point, you're like... Like, whatever. I already have six life sentences. Might as well just escape again and see what yeah. happens. Like, like maybe, maybe it'll. I finally get that get-out-of-jail-free card. Psych, you're in jail forever. Freaking loser. Yeah. Okay, where was I? Um, Ron, actually, his whole family would visit Gene in jail. So, like, all his family would go. Because, like, they're, I don't know. I really don't know what that would feel like. I feel like I would also be very confused having yeah. that, that as my sibling. I feel like I couldn't do it. I don't then, think I could. Like, I can't even be friends with my exes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I would be friends with a murderer. <laughs> like, yeah, no. But they're like, we hate him, but we love him because he's our brother, but he's also a murderer. I don't but they're know. Still, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. You know, I feel like then, I would be grieving too. Like I would be grieving the sibling I thought I had. You know. Yeah, you like you lost someone too. Yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. You know, it's just one of those things that you don't understand until it happens. God forbid. You know. Mm-hmm. But it didn't last long because, G or Ron felt like Gene was just getting too close to being an inmate. Like all of the inmates had more in common with Gene than Ron had in common with him. Because mm-hmm. he had no new stories. Like, nothing changed. It was just a routine. Same thing over and over again. You know? Yeah. So, after two decades, he eventually decided to stop seeing him. Because it wasn't the brother that he knew. It was a different person. Yeah. And he was interviewed by Pierce Morgan. And he had this to say. So, get ready. Mm. Quote. Oh, this is what Pierce said. Sorry. But still, like, ugh. As we sat two feet from each other, our eyes locked, and I felt a shudder down my spine. I imagined him staring in the or I imagined him staring in the same emotionless way at his terrifying young female victims just before he killed them. And he also said, forty-five years later, his appearance may have changed, but his cold eyes remained. That's like heavy. That's really, really heavy. Yeah. And you can watch that interview. I think it's like. What is it called? I don't know. It's with Pierce Morgan, but it was like mm-hmm. Confessions of a Serial Killer or something close to that. Like there's a million. Yeah. Shows, like, wasn't that like a whole series or something? Yeah. But this one's like with Pierce. Is it just a single one? So I don't, I don't think it's linked because I couldn't, like I somehow found it like in the deep crevices of Google. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled it out. I was like, I found it. But I tried like looking it up on my own and I was like, oh, I have to pay like five bucks for this. I don't have that kind of money. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, can't do it. But I can spend like five bucks on Oreos. <laughs> yeah. No one has to know about that though. <laughs> so going back to what you asked, if he had a specific mm-hmm. type, he had no type. He could rem- he couldn't remember the victims' names. He remembered Nancy's name somehow, though. Um, he remembered what they looked like, kind of, but like barely remembered Nancy's name. Mm-hmm. Hence, kind of why those two to three victims supposedly got away, or if this is just all an act because he has 
like three shows about him or like episodes about him. So it's like, is he just trying to get human contact or yeah. get publicized or like be infamous or some crap like that? I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Like here I am a true crime podcaster, but I also hate that. Like, yeah, uh, you know, it's so, I'm so torn because that's like, I want to well, talk about the victims. And you're a human with feelings so yeah well I guess that's what's different about me and him <laughs> yeah. like, I feel things and yeah. I don't think he does so that's why he said like the two or three victims got away but I can't even remember the, if it's two or three so I don't know I just really feel like though it's not true I feel like he's lying but who knows yeah. but oh, this is also another gross response mm. um, Pierce yeah, Pierce asked why he did it, like why he killed the women. And he said, as we sat just two feet, oh, I'm reading the same thing. Psych, psych. He, okay, so I was re- I was doing the thing where like you read the line and you go back and you read the same line on accident because you don't go down. I don't yeah. know if that's just me, but I do that all the time. No, but I he, do said, he asked why he did it and he was like, this is just who I am. Like I get some kind of thrill from this. He specifically said he could, what he killed, he could see all the atoms vibrating. So, it's just not not great. You don't want that. And he said, like, another thing, I don't think I have it. I thought I wrote it down, but it was, if you like chocolate, even if you can't eat chocolate, you still like chocolate. And that's what he said about murder. Huh? Yeah. Like, okay, so you're you're a murderer. You Mm -hmm. like murder murder you can't murder right now because you're in jail but you still like it you like you're allergic to chocolate chocolate so you can't eat it but you still like it is basically what he said he compared chocolate to murder i hate him i love chocolate and now i don't think i can eat chocolate for a while because of that (laughs) you know yeah it's frustrating very frustrating that's what my beef with him no i'm just kidding i have a lot of beef with him yeah and i also have beef with another person in this world it is the person who made the website that sells (laughs) letters from handwritten letters from this guy for twenty dollars there's literally like a tab that says letters from a murderer Ugh. so if you are sick and twisted and want to buy a letter from this guy you can buy him for 20 bucks why would you want to profit off of a murderer (laughs) i don't know sick that person's sick and twisted so i don't want to know what's in that guy's basement because it's probably not great but that is the story the horrible, horrible story of Gene Giles, which actually it might be Gills or something like that, but I don't mm-hmm. care how I pronounce his name because doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. He took away five lives and he probably scarred at least four, maybe more. So, oh, and then he has a daughter who has to live her life knowing this and a wife. Oh, oh speaking of yeah. the wife. Um, that was another question that Pierce asked was like, why did or did you ever feel this way about a, your wife? And he was like, no, because my wife's a person. Like I have feelings for her. Like I know she's a person. So I never associated those things with her. So just another way to show like he's just so messed up and he could yeah, just like he had off. a sister and a daughter and a wife, like all these women in his life. But he said there were people to him. So who knows? Who knows if he's telling the truth about that stuff? understand that that doesn't make any sense it really doesn't it really doesn't but let i don't i just try not to understand the mind of murderers i make a note to do yeah. that like i remind myself <laughs> don't try to understand this guy he'll go crazy <laughs> yeah yeah just tell the story mm-hmm. so people know the victims 
And that's yeah. what I do. But yeah, that's the end of the story. That was a lot. Um, I kind of wonder, like, I always wonder with uh, serial killers, like, how many more are out there? Like, how many more victims are out there that people just don't know about? Are you back? Yeah. Okay, what happened? It was, like, super frozen. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll just... Okay. Um, I think the last thing... Oh, I said, do you feel uncomfortable now? Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. Well, that's the whole point of the podcast, so I'm glad that we can do this. (laughs) Oh, gosh. My computer is kind of freaking out right now. That's weird. Well, okay, B, plug away. Tell me where these people can find your lovely podcast and your food, weird food adventures. All right. So pretty much, well, the podcast is pretty much anywhere you listen. Um, And then all my socials are some form of arbitrary advice, except for Twitter, which is advice arbitrary. Oh, switching it up. Yeah. Love it. That's it? That's it. So it's so easy. Okay. And you guys know um YDWK podcast at gmail.com for case suggestions or stories. Then YDWK. No, it's is it why? I never remember. You think I remember? I think it's YDWK podcast on uh Instagram. And then you don't want to know podcast on Facebook. But try just try both just to be safe. Because I don't yeah. know. We'll figure it out. All right, but that's the end. Um, thanks so much for coming on and listening to me talk. Yeah, about thanks. Myself, basically. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, check out these podcasts. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hi, best friend. Hi. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah, just having to do this promo that you're making me do, but it's okay. Yeah, same. I have to do it too. (laughs) Hi, best friend. Hi, best friend. I'm Kelly. I'm Kelsey. And our podcast is Good Luck Everyone Else. Someone told us seven years ago that we were funny enough to start a podcast, so here we are, finally getting around to it. We don't know what we'll say or what we'll get into, but we can say we release every Friday. So hang out with us then. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Good luck.